listening to Subject ACT, Canberra's local current affairs program on community radio 2XX FM 98.3. It's a little bit late, but this week we're talking about Science Week and more specifically Science in Action with one of the organisers, Rebecca Kay. So would you mind telling me your name and your position? I am Rebecca Kay and I'm a member of the ACT National Science Week Coordinating Committee. So what does it entail being a member of the ACT Science Week coordinating committee so we are a local group of very keen scientists and scientist enthusiasts i think would be the word and we come together to arrange events for national science week uh, specifically here in canberra Uh, event are you helping to coordinate or run so the main event that i'm involved with in 2017 is called science in action And Science in Action is a big interactive science fair that we put on every year at the Old Bus Depot. So what are the, uh, if you could only come along to this one part of Science Week, why should you come to the one of the Old Bus Depot markets? Well, (laughs) I'm obviously going to be super biased, but Science in Action is literally the collection of the best science that Canberra has to offer. So what it is, it's as a basically a market but all of the stalls are run by scientists or scientific organizations and at every single stall you can get hands-on with science so there is a all sorts of interactive exhibitions running from things like make your own slime get your hands dirty to cuddle a baton from mulligan's flat to learn about what it's like to be a forensic scientist with afp so every single one of our over 45 stall holders has something different to offer in terms of science. I think I've been to this. It used to be at the convention center back in the day. So that was actually a precursor to science in action. And that was called the amazing world of science. So yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. It was a cool thing that I think probably we went to when we were kids. Yeah, I went there in primary school. <laughs> back in primary school. That's right. And um, it was the brainchild of one of our uh, old national science week chairs, Marin. And Marin thought, let's, you know, rekindle that amazing world of science and she thought of, she thought up science in action and we um yeah I've been putting it on for four years now so pretty getting bigger and bigger every year and it's it's getting pretty exciting so so um how did you initially get involved with the ACT Science Week coordinating committee <laughs> let's just call it the committee <laughs> for uh both our sakes it's um basically it was a year at work where I wasn't feeling very busy and I was really reflecting on what I loved and what I realized I loved was talking about science and I talked to some people and was like how do I make this a job and the answer to that is it's very hard to get a job communicating science but I realized there was this amazing group of people who were working all voluntary on the ACT science week committee and so I emailed the chair who was Marin at the time and is now and Sophie and I said to Marin hello I'm a super nerd I really like science how can I be of help and basically that's how it started I just started going along to our monthly meetings and meeting with all these other amazing people in Canberra who put on events during National Science Week. So do you do, are you a scientist for a living? Do you do or science-based things for a living? 
I am a scientist by training. <laughs> so I did a degree in climate science and micropaleontology at the ANU. And I have been working at the Department of Agriculture for a number of years uh, as a policy officer. What's micropaleontology? <laughs> I love that word. My Google and Word do not like that word because it can't autocorrect it to anything. <laughs> but micropaleontology is the study of, well, for, for me in my application, it was the study of of plankton in the ocean but over the last sort of 400 years and we used plankton and the plankton that you find in sediment at the ocean floor to look at how climate changed over the last 400 years in Australia so it's really awesome. So that's kind of a, a, a topical thing at the moment climate change and climate science would, how important would you say that it is for people to to understand those those kinds of science that's a great way to phrase that sentence. <laughs> that type of science um it's so important and I think that's really what I realized when I was working in a policy environment and sort of outside of a university, I realized that I knew a lot about this really important topic, but I wasn't quite equipped with the skills to be able to get out there and talk about it. And so I think being able to be involved in National Science Week and get out there and make science accessible accessible for people who might not, you know, want to go to a lecture at a university or may not want to read a scientific paper like just because I'm interested in doing those things doesn't mean that's how everybody else gets their science and so it was really important to me that recognition to sort of get it out there and yeah therefore make it a lot easier for people to say hey climate science is really important but that's in a way I can understand it so yeah it was just a really good link (laughs) from a really important field to a you know to the wider public so what do you think is the biggest hurdle to people interacting and understanding science that is an excellent question and I think a real problem is historically when you you know when I was a kid even at school and I as I said loved science but when you think about what a scientist is you have this image of you know an older person in a white coat in a lab maybe he's a guy probably not a girl and he's there talking using big words and just because you know people find that quite confronting I think when you're studying compared to say something if you were studying literature where you have these amazing characters every day that you deal with you have this image of well I could be a writer and create these characters or I could be a scientist oh wait but I don't fit into that perfect little square box of white coat male old you know how can I sort of get into that and I think what is changing a lot now and what is amazing for people of you know, our generation and certainly those to come is that we all know that that's actually not what a scientist is. And that's, you know, scientists don't all sit in labs. They do amazing things like go to space or are out counting beautiful animals or trees or swimming with sharks or oh, <laughs> I could just say anything basically. And that's what a scientist does when you think about it. And I think, you know, changing that way people look at it from this is something that's not accessible and not achievable for me to something that's, you know, I can do because I care about knowledge and, yeah, I just want to know more in any field. I think that's the biggest shift that needs to sort of happen and hopefully National Science Week plays its little role in that. Was there a convenient moment that you could you could hark back onto in your youth where it clicked in your head that science is something that you are interested in or was it were you always interested in it? I think it's more the always interested in it, but... I can so strongly pinpoint when I was a kid and my mum was a science teacher. So I must admit that probably helped. 
but I spent, I don't even know how many hours, countless hours staring into rock pools at the south coast of New South Wales and looking in those rock pools and being like, what is that? Is that a fish? Ooh, what's this thing that I touched? Did it spike me or is that my friend? And honestly, like my mom would be lying on the beach reading her book, having a swim, and I'd be off in the rock pools playing with my sisters, just asking questions. And I really associate that experience of trying to find out more about the natural world with why I'm interested in science. So you mentioned some of the um, things that are happening at your particular event. Can you tell me some of the highlights of the people who will be attending and doing presentations and running stalls? I am really excited about Science in Action this year. We have had so many returning stall holders coming back to Science in Action for, you know, their third or fourth year. People like Mulligan's Flat Sanctuary, they have been with us for the last three years and they do an amazing job out. Um, have you been to their sanctuary at all? No, I. I've, is that to do with that batong thing? The you, batong. I have yes. no idea what that is. The batong is probably the cutest Australian we have, Australian animal we have, short of maybe the quokka. And it's this adorable little marsupial. And Mulligan's flat out. They're sort of based out near um, Gungalan, and they have this big sanctuary space where they look after the native animals. And um, the batong is kind of their champion animal that they take around. And they have a couple that they'd sort of rescued, and they are their little mascots that they bring along to events. And they are there as champions of conservation and iconic Australian species. And the 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 ladies there who work there are all amazing and really smart and just so keen on our Australian environment that they're just a great group of people to chat to. So we have people like Mulligan's Flat coming back and they're a personal favourite. So I (laughs) do like to hug back to that. We also have a whole range of new store holders coming along. We have a group called the Jane Goodall Roots and Shoots Programme coming along and Jane Goodall was uh or the is chimp lady yeah the chimp lady <laughs> so she's a quite famous primatologist and um in her name this group have started up through the ANU and they basically encourage the development of young people's environmental groups so they sort of say here's some tools about you know how you could think about environmental groups at home or you know at your school and so they're going to come along and share some of those ideas with us this year which is really exciting. Another one of the amazing stallholders we have this year at Science in Action is Fungico. And these are a really cool group of Canberrans, again, of course, who promote uh, how mushrooms and fungi and how amazing and important they are to our ecosystems in everyday life. And this year, Fungico are coming along. And what they're going to be sort of teaching us at Science in Action is how you can turn your recycling waste into food. And they're going to be showing you how you can literally plant fungal spores into maybe old magazines or other old, um, you know, cardboard recycling and turn those into growing mushrooms that you'll be able to pick and eat. And um, yeah, it's just amazing really what you can do in in the space of, you know, your kitchen table, you can grow these beautiful mushrooms. They're gorgeous, really. And yeah, Fungico will be there showing us that. Yeah, I know um, Osgeo used oh. to sell the, 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 they still do, I think, the um, the mushroom boxes. Yes. And you, you're supposed to put them in like the correct circumstances and then they'll, but we had one on our kitchen table and it just did something. They just, they just grow anywhere. And it really amazes me because they're so beautiful. And I think we had some growing at home as well. And what amazed me about mushrooms compared, compared to say, 
you know, the rest of my succulents or other indoor plants is that one night you go to bed and your mushrooms would be kind of small and, you know, just growing up over the edge of your recycled newspaper. And then by the next morning, you'd wake up and there'd be this big, beautiful thing that had flourished overnight. And yeah, you can come along and sort of learn that process and learn the science behind that as well as, you know, how important that is to, you know, a new way of thinking about making your own food. I'm assuming there's going to be a bunch of stalls and and interactive stuff for children as well. There certainly is. So people like me, you know, who like to get hands on as an adult really will really have a great time. But there is heaps of stuff that's really, really targeted towards children. So you can go along to any of the stalls and most of them will have something like a brain teaser or a puzzle. Now that's all different age groups would really benefit from that. But there are some that are especially suited to our younger scientists and who can get in there and often gets their hands dirty or, you know, look down a microscope and see something that maybe they'd never seen before. But we really make sure at Science in Action that everybody of all ages can kind of get in and have a go. So we make it a really accessible event. It's free for everybody to, you know, to attend. So people with families, it's a it's a great day out, really. It's I, <laughs> I sound so, so on board with it all, but it, it really is just such a great day and everyone can come out and have have fun with science. You said that you've had a couple of stalls come for a couple of years. What has been the most popular stall that you'll have a line or lots of people coming up? That is such an interesting question because the first couple of years, you know, this was a, a bit of a grassroots event and we didn't have that many stalls. So then every stall was so popular, you know, because there was only a few. Whereas this year when we have 45, it's almost it's almost funny because it's like that you would think that something would be the most popular and that there would be a huge line. But what I love about it is, and you know, the kids and the parents who come along is that it really reflects the diversity of interest um, in Canberra in science. So one of my favorite things to do is when the kids are leaving, um, you know, I kind of bail them up a little bit and get all excited and ask them what their favorite store was. And it really amazes me that nobody, it's never, it's never one stall. It's always something different, you know, and some kids really like getting up close with the live animals. So UC will be bringing along some reptiles that you can go and have a pat with, um, as will the uh, zoo and aquarium. They'll be coming along as well and having some reptiles there that you can go and learn about and have a cuddle with, you know, and other kids really just want to make slime and make a mess and <laughs> blow something up, you know, safely, of course, but <laughs> blow something safely up. Other kids really, really just want to sit in the corner, get that puzzle, solve a problem. And I just... It really just makes me so happy because as someone interested in science, but as I say, not necessarily working in science, it's really, I find it really true that you're not just interested in one thing. It's okay to be interested in lots of different things and to find all of those things fun and accessible. So none is the short answer, (laughs) but I think that's a good thing. None with a but, yes with an if. Yes, exactly, exactly. So. Have you ever, what's the, because uh, obviously you, you would physically attend the event as well. What's the most interesting reaction to a store or to a piece of information that you've witnessed? Ooh, that's such a good question. I think it's almost like <sighs> we have this strange thing that happens every year that I personally am involved in. And we have an amazing group come along. And this group, led by a man called Andrew, have built their own fleet of Daleks. So are you a Doctor Who fan at all? It was, uh, actually, my next question was, because every year at the 
at the at the proto at the prequel science in action there was always daleks there are daleks and they come out and attack science in action throughout the day and watching people engage with science in this science fiction type way is so amazing because I not to give away too many secrets but I've heard from a Dalek we've had a good conversation and that Dalek told me that one year there was a beautiful little girl who every single time that day that the Daleks attacked science in action which is about four or five times throughout the whole day this little girl was following this one particular Dalek around asking what happened to the doctor (laughs) and let me tell you that dialect was pretty impressed that that little girl was so committed to not only the doctor but to the fate of the world and to our earth and it was just a really amazing experience because it was a literal face-to-face really engaged so excited so I guess it's not a fully science (laughs) example but it really is a a good a good overall look at how that event does give people an opportunity to get literally in the face of people that they want to ask a question of it's time for a little bit of music with she blinded me with science by uh thomas dolby Science. 
And that was She Blinded Me With Science by Thomas Dolby. So in the break, you mentioned a little bit of your personal connections to the first ever Science Week. Would you mind telling that to the wider Canberra audience? It's actually a really cool story, so I'm glad you've asked me that. My auntie was actually involved in the first ever Science Week. Uh, Her and Dr. Carl hung out and sort of run around Australia getting this thing off the ground. And she was just a marketing juster. She was an amazing marketing person. (laughs) But she sort of helped him and the rest of the team there get across this idea of, guys, there's a lot of smart people in Australia doing amazing things, but we need to tell their story a bit better. And so she was in that role of, "Let's, let's really get this off the ground. Let's get it going. And it was actually her when I was you know, at a farm family barbecue and one day I was sitting around being like, oh, my job's kind of easy at the moment. I'd like a bit of a challenge. And she was like, you're a bit of a nerd, aren't you, Beck? And I was like, hey, that's a strong word, word Alison. And she said, no, have you ever thought about National Science Week? You could probably have a Google and I bet you there's something happening that you could get involved with. And that was three years ago. (laughs) So it's funny how things turn out. Do you know how National Science Week has sort of changed from the first one to what it is now? I think a big thing would be that people actually know about it and they wait for it. Where in the first year, I think they had to work really hard to get people wanting to go to you know, a social event about science. They're like, oh no, we have to go to the pub, but then science is there. Whereas now, how many years later, I want to say, you know, 20s, people were like, yay, I get to go to the pub and talk about science. Or we can go to Questacon and learn about the physics of beer. Like what? You know, people look forward to these events. There's trivia nights all over the shop, which are science based and everyone sort of waits for that trivia night and gets out there and, you know, sort of gets on board with all the events instead of sort of having to have them shoved down their throat a bit. It's something people search out now instead of something that they had to work really hard to get people on board with at the start. See, that's a funny thing you said about um, we're interacting with a child and then like the science and beer, because I can remember going to one of the ones at the convention center with my sister and going to one of those interactive ones where you, you had to, oddly enough, it was quarantine. Ooh. So you had to look at black and white x-ray images and try and find like a knife or a snake or oh. something. Wow. Um, but then a couple of years ago, I went to the science and beer at Crusticon. Oh, fantastic. Isn't that awesome? Is there anything else that you'd like to say? I guess that I'm really proud of the way that Canberra has embraced science and embraces our scientists and, you know, by extension, National Science Week. And I really hope that people come out to not only just Science in Action, which is obviously I'm biased, but it's an amazing event, but to all the other events and just get to know some of the scientists and organizations who work really hard to better our world, as simple as that sounds, but... I guess that's what science is all about and I hope people get to get a chance to come out and experience that along with us. So that's kind of topical as well. Like I didn't this wasn't kind of on the on the cards for a question for me, but obviously recently they've cast a female doctor, uh Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Whittaker. Have you seen any any positive or, or any results at all from an increase of women in science in media? This is something that I feel so strongly about and a few things I'll preface it with is that the members of the ACT Science Week Coordinating Committee, most of us are women. Most of us are super keen to get out there and to talk to young people um, of all genders about science. And what I will say, um, and I think that most science communicators and you know science teachers would also say is true, is that 
when you're a kid, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy. It's about being curious. It matters, you know, you want to ask questions, you want to find answers. And in every event I've ever been involved in with kids and science week, they are, it's, I couldn't tell you, there wouldn't be a split. There's not more boys or girls there. And that is amazing. But what I do really see is that all of our stall holders who come along to something like Science in Action and, um, you know, other events that are being held around Canberra for National Science Week, more and more people are conscious of, you know, giving females that voice and saying, look, there are amazing females who are doing really great work in science as well. And it's not that old bloke in a lab coat anymore. And you know what? It's never been the old bloke in the lab coat. The women have been there at the same time. It's just maybe they don't get enough airtime. And it's really, really great to be part of that and to sort of see what what I think the change is, is from keeping those curious kids, all the curious kids, whatever, you know, gender they are, keeping them involved in science from that young age through to making a career out of it or, you know, being able to enjoy it as an enthusiast, as an adult, as I do, (laughs) you know. So, yes, more women are being involved, but I think as kids, kids don't care. (laughs) Kids just like science and they like asking questions and we want them to come along and have a great time. So I've got to ask, obviously you want to continue, if, if not personally being involved in Science Week, then seeing continue into the future, where would you like it to see in the next five, ten years? Wow, Science Week in five years. It's quite a, um, that's a really good question and especially linking into this week's, uh, this year's theme for National Science Week for schools is actually Future Earth. So we're looking a little bit into the future in five years. And I think personally what I would like to see is a bit more sort of grassroots takeover of events where people have just gone I make bread and bread is really scientific hey I know about National Science Week and maybe I could have an event about bread and science or you know people who maybe are photographers and they take photos and you know these days digital photography maybe not so scientific but hey there's a super scientific process behind it all and not only in the aesthetic way of it going but in how photos are made and processed and things maybe they'd like to be involved in you know, take on an event and make it their own. And certainly that's something that we see each year is that we do give grants out to people with great ideas who've put in an application and, you know, we want them to make events. But this year, about 20 events have popped up in Canberra that we didn't, as the committee, didn't even know about. And these amazing people here just keen on science, had a good idea and, you know, put, came, put it into action. And they've made this brilliant little event come out of nowhere that you know it's such a pleasant surprise really you go onto our the website where all the events are listed which is www.scienceweek.net.au and there's all these events that just popped up and you know I'm talking to my committee members going did you organize that (laughs) who is this person and some yeah amazing person's just had an idea and it's it's really exciting more of that please (laughs) and uh i might just wrap this up with my final question which is if you wanted to get involved beyond just attending the event and trying it out how would you recommend you go about that or even if you wanted to get more involved in science in general I think Canberra, you know, Canberra is an amazing community and we are so lucky here. It's really obvious to say that Questacon's here maybe, but other places that are really, um, you know, sort of promoting science and how amazing it is, is places like the National Botanic Gardens. You can go, they're doing a lot of events this year for National Science Week, but they have so many things that you can go along and learn. 
And I think just on an everyday basis, I should say, I think there's many, many places here where you go out and you look for it and there's answers to your questions. And I think we're really, really lucky. But I mean, it all comes down to you being, you wanting to know that answer. And you go out and you ask the question, you go to a lecture at the, you know, uh, the Academy of Science in the Shine Dome. There's lectures throughout the year. There's always, if you have a question, there is a scientist in Canberra who will answer it for you. And that to me is just, we are so lucky. We are so lucky that we have such a smart, willing population of scientists here who want to come out and talk to you about science. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for coming along and being interviewed today. You are so welcome. Happy National Science Week. Happy National Science Week. And that concludes our discussion with Rebecca Kay. Join us each weekday, 8.30am to 9am on 2XXFM 98.3's Subject ACT. You can stream us live at 2XXFM.org.au slash listen, or catch up on all our podcast episodes at soundcloud.com slash subject ACT, or stay in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Community radio needs you, so please support this station by subscribing via 2XXFM.org.au. Stay tuned for more People Powered Radio. I'm Carolina. Have a great day.